everybody, and welcome to the 71st episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I am Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is brought to you by Meeples and Milkshakes. You can find them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yes, so today we have a couple guests joining <laughs> us. One is here right now, and that is Scott. Say hello, Scott. Hello, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show. I can't believe it's taken this long to have you on here, honestly. Um, but we, yeah, we've been playing uh, a certain game that you know by the title of this episode together the last uh, week or so, and we're going to uh, do a review of that at the end of the episode. And Brendan is also going to be joining us uh, later on as well. But we are going to uh, yeah start this off kind of similar to most episodes where we're going to talk about new to the collection. So we have a few to talk about. Uh, do you want to start us off, Anna-Marie? Sure. Okay. So... We went to Meeple's, I believe. No. Nope. I am wrong on that. We were in Calgary, yeah. not at Meeple's. And um, what was the name of that store? Century? Uh, Century Box. Box. Century yeah, Box. it's a ginormous it's huge. Uh, game store in Calgary that we gen- or tend to make sure yeah, we stop at any time. All the times we're, we're in Calgary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we got, uh, the kids were with us and they picked out, I think, on your recommendation. You've been looking for it yeah. for a while? Yeah, I, I saw um, several people play this game over the last year or two, and it just, I knew the kids were going to love it because they love X-Men, and they love Yahtzee. Stealing my thunder. So, yes. It's my game. game. Yes. As Marvel X-Men Mutant Insurrection, mm-hmm. and apparently it plays similar to Yahtzee. So, yeah. um, fun game. Our kids like, well, one likes Yahtzee more than the other, but I think this will make the other like it just as probably much. Yes. <laughs> so because it has wolverine in it so yep. you know that's He's, you yes. know anything with wolverine amazing. or one son will will definitely love and this one it's um this one um, comes from fantasy flight mm-hmm. by richard launius and brandon purdue yeah and I've, I've from everything i've seen of it it just it's you're using yahtzee mechanics to take down villains and you're rolling dice and have you played this scott i've not no, no. all right well yeah it, it looked go. good i think who was it um um, Ryan, Ryan, oh. um, Mr. Rao Mr. liked this Rao. one a lot. Um, yeah, he played it on his streams and stuff. Cool. So, yeah, it looked good. Um, actually, do you have one you want to talk about, Scott? Yeah, sure. So this is a game that uh, came out last year, but it's somewhat new to my collection, and that is uh, Rear Window, which is a game based on an old Alfred alfred hitchcock movie oh cool uh so think mysterium with the possibility of a traitor oh. so uh right up right right up your guys' alley i'm sure i've never played mysterium but i've heard a lot about it oh yeah yeah Yeah, so great game interesting concept where um again comparing it to mysterium where the ghost may be working for or against uh the rest of the team um yeah based off off the movie where uh the one player is the director of the movie and they're giving out clues to try and uh, let everybody else guess who lives in the four apartments across the alley and not only who they are but a personal personality trait about them so it might be they're an animal lover or they're um, in a fight with one of the other characters and yeah. all that kind of stuff and yeah looks quite interesting so cool. that's one that yeah. i've uh, had for a little bit now but haven't had a chance to play yet, so hoping to do that soon. That's Rear Window? Rear Window is there. Yeah. And it's uh, Prospero Hall, so... Um, that should be awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
pretty safe bet with with their games these days. Yeah, for sure. And it reminds me of that um, Simpsons episode where Bart breaks his leg, and then he's at home, and he thinks <laughs> he's looking out the window with his telescope, and they did the whole thing, right? Yeah. The whole, uh, they made a joke about it, and then where he sees Ned think. He, he thinks he sees Ned murder Maud. Yes. But he actually just killed Maud's plant. And he screams. <laughs> and he does that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. really uh, high so scream. Good. It's so Can't good. even do it that high. An, I know, right? <laughs> okay, I've got another one to uh, talk about here. That This is uh-huh. a Kickstarter that has finally delivered. Um, this one I ordered, or Kickstarted in like early 2021, I believe. And it's been saying it was uh, going to be shipping forever. But here it is. So this one's Volf... <laughs> Valfurian Guilds. <laughs> I can never say this name right. Um, and yeah, this one um, comes from Tabula Games. Yeah, tab- Tabula, Tabula Games. Um, and it's yeah, it's an interesting one. It says here that um, in the floating lands of Misthea, the kingdoms of Ahaltils. <laughs> Good job. Is a I don't know. Is expanding, and five guilds are charged with administering the newly acquired lands but the fragile balance that ensures uh, what is this ensures ensures peace is coming to the breaking point the new power holder and competing uh, the new power holders are competing against <laughs> each other <laughs> in Rickalad, an ancient and legendary region that contains powerful mystical resources and wondrous treasures in the ruins of its cap- capital dwells the fearsome dragon vulfurion a monstrous beast that could destroy entire cities in a breath and bring advantage to anyone who can tame it. So it's basically a card game. Um, I don't remember exactly how it all works because it's been a quite a while. a long time ago. Yeah, and it plays 1 to 4, and it says 20 to 40 minutes. So it's a short little card game um, about trying to tame this dragon and uh, in all these places with fantastical names for, you know, just to make it sound... Fantastical, hard to pronounce. Extra, things. extra. That fan. should be the tiebreaker, right? Who can pronounce it the <laughs> best? Who can pronounce this? <laughs> then you win. Because yeah, these are well, like difficult for the first? sake of difficult, right? <laughs> yeah, if you can pronounce this, you could be first player. Um, but yeah, it sounded cool at the time, and it's just yeah, it's taken forever uh, to get here. So it's because um, I guess a different version of this uh, did come out. And, like this is kind of like a second edition sort of thing. I'm not sure. I got confused on it because I remember talking about it on Jason's show, mm-hmm. where like, well, I already have that. And I'm like, well, no, this one, <laughs> this one hasn't delivered yet, and it was, it was the same game, but it was the slightly different. Although that's not surprising, you always get stuff before it gets yeah. delivered to us. So. But, uh, but either way, yeah, sounded pretty cool at the time. So we'll guess we'll see when I open this up. Um, hopefully in the next couple weeks. Do you have something else you want to talk about? I do. So this is a new to our collection, but not new by any means. I think it came out in 2012, and oh yeah, I played it for the first time at Shucks last year. Right. So yeah. Um, this one is Strike, and it is, uh, it's designed by Dieter Nubel, or Nuble, or, uh, art by Franz Vobinkel and published by Ravensburger. And this one is just a straight up dice chucker. Like, that's all you do. It's literally chuck all dice, it is, Chuck yes. dice. Throwing dice at other dice. Yeah, and I, like, I've only played it, I played it a lot in that one weekend we were there, but, um, you're trying to How does it to only get... have a 6.9 on BGG? That's outrageous. <laughs> well, this game is... That's all right. It, it's oh. super fun. It I know. Sometimes you look at that, and it's all who's making the, the rankings, People don't give right? enough credit to simplicity. Well, that's because a lot of the rankings come from, like, the hardcore, like, heavy games, right? Yeah, I so, know, but, but still. anyways, I like it. It's a fantastic game. It's just fun. It's a fun game. Mm-hmm. And you just, you're chucking dice into this 
plastic arena. Yep. And <laughs> if any of the dice like fall out, they're out. If uh, I think you have to get like doubles or pairs or more than what was in there. Yeah. And yeah. you're just yeah you're throwing dice at other dice, trying to knock in certain combinations of yeah of pips and. And everyone's yeah. just constantly throwing dice and trying to be the last one standing sort of thing. And it's, it's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, I, we've, um, you've been talking about that game for a long time. I finally played it uh, last fall and we found it. So yep. I was like, yeah, let's, let's pick that one up. So we got Strike. Yeah, it looks awesome. That's from Ravensburger. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome game. Did you have anything else, Scott? Uh, I've got another one here. Yes. Let me... Uh... So another one, it's actually a Kickstarter that just came in, um, and that is called Tall Tales, which oh. is designed by Rand. It's a little trick-taking game. Nice. Uh, so it's New Mill Industries. Okay, it's right. one yep. of theirs. Yep. And uh, I'm always up for a trick-taker. So, oh, sure. yep. so that one probably has the best theme around a trick-taker that I've seen, where um, your storytellers telling stories and the suits are different kind of topics, I think. So hmm. you're trying to one-up everybody else's stories by playing a better oh, yeah. version of that story. And then when you win the trick, you're going to be drafting memories. So you're taking bits of other people's stories. Oh, cool. And that's going to make up your hand for the next round. I, don't, I haven't quite read through the, the rules in depth to know exactly how it works. But it sounded pretty yeah. neat to just no kidding. as far as how... Uh, actually put a decent theme on a trick taker which is quite interesting yeah so. i'm super uh curious about this scott is the one that introduced us to ghosts of christmas yeah love that game um so yeah super excited to uh learn yeah, more about this one i'm just mm. shocked that this one passed me by i don't know how it's not on my radar with being from new mill and just being a trick taking game it just seems like something i would have been all over when when did you back this uh it wasn't that well. like New Mill does a pretty yeah. tight yeah. Uh, campaign and pretty quick turnaround. It, it just came in the mail last week. Uh, I'm gonna guess that it was maybe three or four months ago that was oh, the okay. campaign That's itself. That. Yeah. Well, um, good thing we well, know someone who has it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can hook yeah. you up. Right. right. Oh, we'll definitely play nice. this one for sure. That looks awesome. Cool. Awesome one. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't. I've never even heard of it. Tall but, tales. Um, I have one more to mention here, just really quickly. Um, we, while in Calgary, we also picked up the uh, expansion for one of my favorite games of all time, and that's Inish, uh, the Seasons of Inish, which uh, basically uh, provides a fifth player and some extra tiles and extra cards and a few extra things you can do, but it makes an already amazing game that much better. Um, although fifth player, I mean, doesn't matter to me because I <laughs> prefer to play it two player, um, but still. But if it can add some extra bits in there. Oh, yeah, it adds well. a whole bunch of stuff to it. But, yeah, it makes a, even uh, one amazing game even more amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you had? No, I think I just had those two. Okay, so how about you, Scott? No, that's all for now. All right, then we are going to head on over to our next segment where we are going to talk about some recently played games mm -hmm. uh, right after this. <laughs> Alrighty then, here we are at our next segment where we're going to talk about some games we've been playing, and we also just had Brendan sit Yay! down. Yeah, <laughs> brought his sunglasses and all. He walked in with sunglasses on. That's Brendan. Uh, he doesn't just the wear them at night, no. he wears them inside. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> it kind of looked like a mob boss, which kind of works well going into the, the review later on. Um, but uh, yeah, so some new games we've been playing. Um, or not just new games, but games that we have been playing lately. Scott, you had a couple of really interesting ones to talk about. Yeah, so first here I've got uh, Woodcraft, which is a Vladimir Suchi game from last year. Right. And a really neat theme and uh, mechanics in this one where you're competing woodcrafters in a, in a cute little forest, and, and it's a dice manipulation game, so you're taking um, the different types of different colors of dice which represent different types of wood yeah. and you've got to both cut them down and glue them together in order to create different uh different things like you can make violins and bow and arrows and all sorts of different things um it's basically recipe fulfillment but uh just a really neat way of going about it where you're yeah cutting down dice so if you've got a six of one of the types of wood you could cut it down to a two and a four and something like that if you need that two or maybe both of those to make the, the item that you're making. And then in true Vladimir Suchi style, there's um, bonus actions on bonus actions and <laughs> really neat action selection where you're incentivizing actions that haven't been taken for a while and, and things like that. So I was going to ask if that was the game with the girl with the green hair on the cover. That's the and one. Then, yep. Yeah, I looked up. I was like, yeah, that's like, I was looking at that uh, when that was on pre-order. I looked yeah, it looks at awesome. it a lot. I didn't so, realize it was... Um... Suchi? A Suchi game. No, yeah. didn't. Yeah, so. really good. Highly recommend it. Cool. Nice. Yeah, it looks awesome. Because that. that was on my radar. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're going to have to look for that one. You said that that one might even be at the top of your Suchi ladder, yeah, maybe? I haven't played a lot of Suchis yet, but mm -hmm. uh, of the ones that I've played, it's it's my favorite so far. Nice. Awesome. Really? Yeah. You didn't know that? That's your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> over Underwater Cities. Yeah. And Dang. over the, uh, the wall one that we Braga? get to play. Praga. Yeah. No, oh, I, I, have to I mean, it, it, is it the would, wood thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that wood it, thing? It would be close with underwater cities, but I think, yeah, I think it's, wow, yeah, I'd just call it actually, my favorite of the Suchis. Now that you mentioned underwater cities, like, holy smokes, like that's a, that's a, which is a really good bar. game. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that. I think because it's uh, just a really neat little theme with, yeah. and the cutting down of the dice and, actually makes a connection to uh, dice manipulation in a, in a neat way thematically, which, yeah, does it for me. Cool. So I guess, yeah, it is the wood. <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked it a lot, too. I just wanted to bug you. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? What, you got anything new or something you've been playing lately? Um, yeah, I, I uh, kind of made a game that I don't own. So it's a, the trick takers have been really popular lately. And so I've been listening to different podcasts on trick taking and, and yeah. card games. And there's this one that I couldn't get my hands on called Nakosu Dice, oh. um, which basically uses, um, well, in my case, the Stick'em cards, <laughs> okay, which have uh, five colors. Is that what we use? Five colors? So basically five suits. And but then you also have the same colors of dice, so you play cards out of your hand, but you also can play um, the dice that sit in front of you as the color as well. Oh, cool! Ooh. As if it was a card what? out of your hand. Uh, what is this called? Uh, Nakosu dice. Wow. Do like the pips count as the number? Yeah. The card? Oh, okay. No kidding. And, uh, and so it's it's really neat because you can see what dice people have, huh. but you can't see their cards, and they can Ooh. play either. They still have to follow Trump. But there's a little bit more of a rub, like sort of two little uh, snaggles to it. Um, one of them is that you draft the dice. Okay. So like, let's say there are 15 dice. We all go take turns drafting it. The last die that is left um, will have a color 
and a number on it. So let's say it's a yellow two. Right. Well, now yellow is the Trump suit for that round, and twos are also Trump. So every oh. two that you play, um, yellow is, or not, yellow or not is now Trump. So if someone leads Trump, you can play offsuit two, the Trump color yeah. or the Trump number. Okay. So holy smokes! Yeah, and then if you and then the the last die that you have left in front of you, uh, let's say it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, if you have taken that many tricks, that'll make you eligible for bonus points. Okay. So, cool. uh, yeah, it's it's actually really good. It didn't really hit for us uh, as in a one play. I didn't feel, but yeah, I I quite enjoyed it. I think what was the most interesting part to me is that that whole thing of the last dice that you have left is essentially your bid tricks for the round. Right. So not only are you wanting to maybe save yourself a dice, but maybe you're trying to save a couple of options. So, you know, you're going to get three or four tricks, so you keep a three and a four, but at some point somebody's going to be able to pull that one of those numbers out, out of you, and maybe it's the wrong one. Maybe you were sitting there with three and they play that color of your your uh, three dice and pull it out, and now you your bid four, and it was the last trick. So, yeah, there were some neat uh, dynamics with that. Is mm-hmm. that a partner trick-taking game, or are you just so nope. on your own? Wow, okay. yeah, it sounds amazing. I, yeah. Any trick-taking game that is unique to me is like, I'll definitely want to play that. That sounds awesome, including dice. and Yeah. I get to see how there'd be mind games going on, too, with looking at what dice they have and trying to, you know, estimate, are they going to use those? Are they not? What do they have in their hand? Yeah, interesting. Sounds awesome. And what was it called again? Uh, Nokosu Dice. So I think Nikosu that's dice. Uh, N-O-K-O-S-U. Nokosu um, Dice. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Sounds no, awesome. it's it's a real cool game. It's just tough to get your hold of. Um, yeah, yeah. People, you know, ordering from Japan and then out of print. So it, it might come back. Cool. Yeah. So, that sounds yeah. awesome. Thanks. What about you, Anna-Marie? Something you've been playing? Boop. Right, you've been playing yeah. Boop with the kids. <laughs> I've been playing Boop, so... This one is just with kittens and cats. So the box flips over, you put a little quilt on it, and you start out with a bunch of kittens, and you are trying to get three kittens in a row of your own color. They can be diagonal, vertical, horizontal, and once you get three kittens in a row, you get to take them off and replace one of them with a cat. Um, But you can get booped. So (laughs) if another, uh, another kitten, whether or cat, whether it's your color or like your kitten or your opponent's kitten, if they place it down next to you, vertically, horizontally, um, diagonally, the other one, um, <laughs> then you can, uh, that other then, then they get booped. So they get booped one space away and in the same way that they were adjacent to you. And then, um, you can boop into a row so that you can get three. But once, uh, the, the point of the game is you want to get, um, all of your cats. So you want to get all of your cats out, have, um, what is it, like all eight cats on the board or, I don't know, there's two win conditions, I can't remember. Hmm. But it's just a fun game, so you are you can boop off the uh, <laughs> off the bed, so you've got um, boop off. cats, uh, kittens can't boop cats, but cats can boop kittens. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's a cute little game, and it's just fun, it just, it... 20 minutes, There is players, definitely strategy in there where you wouldn't think there would be with this simple concept but half the time i i kept going back to the rules to be like can i do that they gave an example of like strategy and i'm trying to figure it out 
And our oldest was like, what rule are you looking at, Mom? I'm like, no, I'm just trying to figure it out. And I must have gone back to the rules like ten times. And he, he could have just told me. I think I think that's where, yeah, kids might just get it better. But Probably. I like it. It's a fun game. Um, just, yeah. yeah. Is that the boop after dark expansion? Because the way you're talking about it was... <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No, not that one. <laughs> after dark. Because they just came up with boop. Yeah. <laughs> the Halloween one. Yeah. Boop yeah. after dark. The third one. That'll be awesome. <laughs> um, we've also been playing... Um, we, we had a whole bunch of Devere games that we've been wanting to play that have been sitting on our shelf. One of which was Red Cathedral that most people have played. That yeah. We haven't. <laughs> Um, we even have the expansion for it, but we, we didn't include the, the expansion, but we've been, we started playing it yesterday. Um, and most people know about Red Cathedral, but, um, yeah, this one comes from Devere, um, and designer was Isra C and Shay C. Yeah, Good time sure. with those. Two. Nailed it. <laughs> I-S-R-A. Hmm. Either way, um, yeah, apparently it's really good. We haven't actually finished the game yet. Um, we just started playing <laughs> just yesterday started. and then had to do other things. But um, yeah, it's a strategic Euro board game in a small box. That's what these kind of games are known for, um, is that Devere packs a lot of punch into the, their smaller boxes. And in this one, uh, yeah, you are building, cathedral. building the cathedral. And you're building it out of cards. You lay out these cards on the table and you're taking actions, kind of like selecting areas of the cathedral that you want to build and then you have to uh, take resources and send resources to those areas in order to build those areas and then you're, you're just slowly building up the cathedral in kind of columns of cards it's neat because you you can um you can build onto somebody else's column too yeah right? yeah Not you just have to do the one uh that you select that you select but and you can only select one that's on the bottom the bottom most that hasn't been selected of any one column yeah because you're laying out depending on the the uh player count you're gonna there's a whole bunch of different iterations of the cathedral you can make and you're kind of lay out the cards in the the certain shape pattern and then you have to select the bottom most because you're building from the bottom up on the cathedral right can't build in midair yeah (laughs) so if you had taken the like the bottom left corner and there was one above that i could build on top of that but yeah you're kind of building out this cathedral and it's it's a fun game we haven't yeah finished it yet but i'm really liking it and there's a couple more that we want to play which was uh on top of that was uh bamboo bamboo and, and luna capital. capital yeah so we are going to be playing those ones as well hopefully today actually so yeah that's uh that's about all i've been playing really is there anything else you've been playing scott yeah, I've got one more sure. here. Uh, actually, the Spiel winner of the year. Ooh, right. That's uh, Dorf Romantic, which right. based off of the video game. Um, don't know if anybody's played that here, but uh, think Brendan's of, nodding. Uh, think of a very zen, <laughs> very calming, chill version of Carcassonne that's cooperative. Oh, um, cool. So it's tile placement. You're um, working cooperatively to... Uh, complete these little mini objectives as you go every time you complete one you get a new one and it's just based off the size of a region in in your map and it's a campaign type game as well so each time you play um, when you get your score that's going to determine how far up this little map you can advance and there's different uh, spots along that map that are going to open up new new little boxes or just new objectives for you um, to try and complete and it's just uh, kind of a, a growing rule set that that goes as you've unlocked these different things but there's multiple paths and and everything like that so yeah just a really really good chill game my daughter and i've played i think nine of 
nine games so far and nice. yeah, yeah and it's not a set number of games it's uh just how long it takes, it takes you to you unlock to everything cool. right so it, yeah. it's uh everything about it is just very chill because it's low pressure it's if you don't score well well it still progresses you towards something you just don't get to unlock quite as many things right. that time so yeah cool it's and a spiel winner too right? yeah so. oh and uh and that's uh pegasus spiel is the right. uh publisher there and lucas zach and michael palm the designers very nice we might have to look at getting that because i <laughs> i mean i love like games are fun and i'm usually like so into them that Quote you're unquote, like games are fun yeah. no, no, <laughs> heard it but, here first <laughs> <laughs> you can quote me on that yeah. um but like you get you can get anxious in games or you can just get so into it and you're you know yeah. like i did today but um but then the only the first game that i played that was really i was like oh i feel relaxed in this game i don't feel you know it was meadow and so i think it'd be fun to get another one mm-hmm. like that just to get and a, co- a cooperative co-op, game too. yeah, yeah cool. that always goes well in this house because our one son just basically doesn't want to play anything unless it's co-op and he actually liked carcassonne if i remember yeah. correctly and like if there was a cooperative style carcassonne kind of game i think he'll be all yeah. about that so yeah we'll look for that one for sure yeah there is a cooperative carcassonne that just came out yeah really? there's that too yeah well, but, it's, okay. but I'd yeah. buy the spiel. Buy the spiel winner. No yeah. kidding. I think it's yeah. called Mists Over Carcassonne. Yeah. Well, holy smokes. I okay. was just looking at that too. I'll have to look for that then. Um, cool. How about you, Brendan? Anything else? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, sure. Um, I've played a game with Scott uh, that undaunted Stalingrad. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's staring at me from over there on the shelf. And... So. <sighs> That system is just fantastic. I'm not going to explain it that much. It's just, no, no, it's you know, it's, you play two players, 1v1. It's very tight. Um, you do roll dice, but when you roll dice, it feels like it matters. Yeah, yeah. Like nice. some people are like, I don't want the randomness of dice. Whereas I really like this randomness, especially when Scott's rolling bad. Um, <laughs> Which is always. No, well, yeah, but, yeah. but you Except have the these game, fluky so. things and, uh, Stalingrad just makes it a little better because, well, not better, just a little different because you can actually um, replace cards, right. like Legacy, while, uh, so your person can be upgraded or downgraded or possibly eliminated, eliminated and that's all I'll say. So cool. we're, we're about eight games in and having a blast. Oh, yeah, it's wait. been great. And I think my favorite part about it is is uh beyond just being a great game and but playing with you me. each that it's fun, it's fun. <laughs> spending time <laughs> with brandon you each get um your own little storybook and so as you're going through each scenario depending on who wins and, and uh you go to a different next little segment of of the story but you're reading that story from your perspective from right. your side so it's as if your commander is giving you your next objectives of what, okay, given what's happened, this is what we need to do next. Meanwhile, Brendan's reading his sides. Yeah, you're not reading it to each other. And That's so we'll be, totally yeah, just Yeah, we'll to just yourself. be quietly reading to yourself, and you're like, oh, dear. And <laughs> you hear Brendan say, ooh, that's fun. I'm like, oh, no, what's coming my way next? And, and yeah, it's quite quite interesting the way that, that it does that. And just the components and the way it's set up, like it's it's a legacy, but you don't you don't wreck anything. It's like you could easily yeah. put it onto someone else. The way that the terrain and everything it it's had some really good forethought. The setup of it is really fantastic for something you can set up for two players, get her done, and move on. And it sounds too. I could be wrong, but it sounds like because of the way it's set up and how you know 
Scott, you could win one game. Brendan, you could win another. You could play the campaign again with a totally different result. For sure. Yeah. Not have, yeah, yeah. There's actually a designer di- diary on it on BGG. And uh, it shows a diagram of the, the web of the different scenarios you can do. And there's not quite infinite, but there's a lot of paths sure. through this. Yeah. I think at the widest, there's like like 16 different scenarios you could end up at the midway point. So it wow. kind of ends up being a diamond shape where wow. everybody starts at the same one and then depends who wins and loses, it spreads out and then comes back oh, to the finale. But yeah, there's like 16 different options for that middle op- middle game. And no yeah, it's pretty, oh, pretty cool. fascinating. Yeah. Do you guys read BGG so you can beat your friend as well? Or what? <laughs> 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 You're right. That's how he wins every game. Yeah. Oh, Thank you, BGG. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, did you have anything else? Emma? No, I, oh, I mean, aside from crib and, and card games right. like that, but yeah. no. And we're right on time here, so that's perfect. So we are going to cut that there. We're, we have a review to do. The, the four of us have played twice, so we're going to head on over and do that review right after this. Maples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at the final segment of the episode where we are going to do another Meeple Dungeon review. Review! Hey, Scott got you it. like jumped into that one. You what? didn't even give pause for us oh. to like get into it. Jeez. <laughs> Scott, Scott was in. Brandon... Yeah. Just sat there staring Before blankly. You'll have that. to listen to the recording. I had a. <laughs> <laughs> He's still thinking about the uh, boop after dark. So. <laughs> boop after dark is a topic of discussion for later. Um, this one, yeah. So we are. We've been playing this game. Just the four of us. We played it twice through. This is a doozy. Do you want to tell us what game we're talking about? Sure. Do. Um, I am. Uh, I'm talking. We're talking about La Familia. <laughs> the Great Mafia War. Yes. As I said before, I looked it up on Google how to actually say it because I think it's La Famiglia. It is not La I, Famiglia. I was, I no was corrected, but we we discerned that it's La Familia. Yeah. And you have to say it like that too. Um, Italians would be so angry if you say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good thing they're not here. And this comes um, from Capstone Games. I'm getting there. Oh, just okay. jumping in. Uh, so the Great Mafia War, and this is designed by Maximilian Maria Thiel, uh, art by Weberson Santiago, and published by Capstone Führerland Spiel. Yeah, so La Familia. Um, yeah, this one is, the theme is all about warring houses of, uh, or families, I should say, of, uh, uh, in Sicily itself. Yeah, I and, uh, little, yeah do you want to read a little blurb there? So La Familia 
is a game for exactly four people, each of whom plays as the head of a mafia family vying for control over Sicily. You play in two teams of two players each. You win and lose as a team, supporting each other and planning together. However, when it comes to your families, you lead independently. The game is set during the Second Mafia War, fought between various Mafia clans in the 1980s. However, the families and characters featured in this game are entirely fictional. So, kind of neat that it's uh, based on, like, real events. Yeah, um, Not kind of neat, because that's awful. <laughs> um, but based on, on events that yeah, actually happened. It's a, yeah, kind of real stuff going on here. Um, so, how does this game play? This one is a doozy of a game, um, kind of uh, unique in uh, in many ways. Um, to describe it a little bit here, we have a main board, uh, which say doozy of a game like it's a bad thing. It's, uh, it's this is tough for me. This one's really tough for me. This was a tough teach for me. Yes. Um, and, and probably just as equally tough to, to explain. So feel free to hop in here yeah. anywhere. <laughs> um, so. Uh, we have the main board, which has Sicily on it, and the Sicily is divided up into a whole bunch of um, kind of areas. They, they call them something. Mandamenti. Mandamenti. Basically regions. Regions, yes, that are also broken up into three mandamentii or something. I forget what it was. <laughs> Even smaller. Even smaller regions. Mandamento, I think is what it was. So there's a whole bunch of regions, and each region is broken up You're right, up into Mandamento. Three. Good job. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the... The board gets seeded out with um, certain families having control of different areas on this board um, where we'll put out cubes representing kind of like our, our soldiers. So we um, each get like six mandamento. Yeah, you get six yeah areas that you kind of control each. And then there's also going to be another various amount of spots that is actually controlled neutral. by neutral houses that we may or may not take over or use uh, to our benefit or something along those lines. So you have the main board, and you kind of seed that out with, uh, uh, depending on where the icons are, uh, that says where you should put each different color. And then you have your main board, like your uh, player board, which has got um, a whole bunch of discs on it, covering up a whole bunch of different icons. Uh, in four kind of main rows, there's kind of the um, uh, like legal row, the police, the uh, I think it's like the city, and then the church row. And there's just these four rows kind of, um, thematically kind of giving you different things that you're going to be able to do. So like... Because each player board is, uh, is a bit unique. It's going to have, yeah. you know, stronger areas than the other. More yeah. discs to pull off to give you stronger abilities. Because one, like the top one is kind of for like fighting and bombing and, <laughs> and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, the also second one... the Scots board. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the second one is for uh, placing uh, thugs out onto the board, in onto the map... Uh, the third one is for putting out what, what they call uh, drug labs, which is hilarious. Um, it's not like we, I think we refer to them as meth, factories meth and meth labs, labs and we refer to them a whole bunch of different things, but they are drug labs, um, like in canon in the game. It's pretty funny. And then there's uh, yeah, another. Drug labs are so funny. Yeah, right? I know. It's like, you're talking about that and it's like, this actually, you know, is a thing. But, yeah. But yes. yeah, I think it's actually, I think it says drug lab, but we yeah. call them meth labs. And then there's a, a bottom one that is all to do with recruiting guys back to your uh, hideout, your like your main uh, um, house, I guess, yes. which is represented by a little blind that you have, which is separate from this, where you keep a whole bunch of things behind this blind. Like it's how got, many soldati, how many yeah. soldier guys you have, how much money you have, your little... Um, and then your order tokens, yeah. uh, which are uh, 
like hits almost. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the you have to kind of uh, do a little role playing with this, where the the blind represents your house, and you represent like the leader of your family at that house, and then you have these little tokens or um, tiles back there that are your orders that you're going to be placing out onto the board to literally give orders to your cronies that are out in the different areas of uh, Sicily and to carry out <laughs> horrible things and yeah. and whatnot. It's pretty funny that way. Again, um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a funny thing. We'll just, like, it's we'll just, just, so just awful. use funny and awful interchangeably. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, right. you know. Um, and then in the top left corner of the main board, there is your action selection kind of thing going on here. And this is a this one is, this That's one's a lot. Word. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, you start off with um, a a set of um, actions that are. There's four rounds to this game, and you're going to start off with a uh, like a, a a little paper board that you're going to put on top of this to represent the actions that are available in round one, um, which is actually going to go below the um, the current action selection uh, spot. And there's going to be a bunch of discs on that action selection area where you're going to have a whole bunch that are neutral. Uh, neutral and then you're going to add a couple there each um, at the beginning of the game, depending on where you want your action disc to be available. So they're for. all in columns, and each column has different actions you can take. Yeah, there's six columns. And, and then as the rounds go on, you're going to get different, um, more actions added to each column, or to some of the columns. So yep. it kind of opens up more spaces as the game goes on. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just you basically are going to place your colored disc there, and that's that's the column that you can choose an action from. Yeah, because once your disc is in that column, it nearly stays there for the entire game. There's a few ways you can kind of move your discs around, but generally speaking, they kind of stay in the same column for the majority of the game. But there are the neutral tokens anyone can use. So yep. you could... You uh, can even use neutral, each other's. Yeah, there are neutral tokens in each uh, column. So you can, there are different ways you can get other actions yeah. as well. Yeah, so the action selection thing is a bit of a, a difficult thing to explain, where you are going to be dropping it in one of your discs... Um, from the top section down to the bottom section. That's how you do your actions. Um, and you can use your disc and you can use it for free and you drop it down to the bottom of that column and it, there'll be various things down there where you can get money for um, however many, drug however labs, many you labs you have. You can put out people onto the board. You can gain people to your hideout. You can uh, put out orders. You can gain cars and boats. You can take off discs from your uh, player board which then reveals more and more things that'll benefit you. Um, and that's kind of the majority of what you're doing. Um, and then, but you can also not only just using your disc, you can use each other's discs. You can use the neutral discs that are out there. And if you're using someone else's disc, you just have to pay them a dollar. Yeah. Or a lira, sorry, I should uh, say. Yeah, a lira, yes. Um, but then there's also a, a separate section of this where there's actually actions that you can take above the discs that you've placed down there. Which is a little, really, really tricky one. one to explain. <laughs> I'm where, still figuring it out. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. Uh, where they're kind of way more powerful abilities sitting at the top there, but they're super expensive to do. They basically let you take off two discs. Most of them take two discs off your board, but yes. you have to pay, you know, there's a, t a cost, a, just a general cost to do it. Plus you have to pay for how many discs are still in that column waiting to be used. Mm -hmm. And then if any of those discs belonged to other pl other players, you had to each give them each a dollar. So it's a very expensive Very, action. very expensive. But 
it helps to get some tokens, uh, discs yep. off your board. It's worth doing, especially at certain times, but... Um, if yeah, you're Mr. A... Moneybags, then you have... Yeah. What's Mr. his Money name? Bags, Brendan. What was Brendan? Papa, Papa Moneybags. Papa Moneybags, yeah. <laughs> 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 so, that's kind of how that works, but it's not... Um, I mean, that's it's difficult to explain. You really have to have it in front of you uh, to see what we're talking about. Yeah. But the game itself is broken up into kind of four rounds and two phases per round. And there was, um, the first phase is all about the discs, right? Am yeah. I right? Yeah. So then we're going to, depending on who's first player, you're going to take one of your discs or one of the other discs um, and place it down to take an action. And then it's going to go around the table in a, in a certain way, whereas if I was first player, um, then Scott would go next and he's across from me. And then it would go diagonally across the board over to you, Anna-Marie. So then you'd go third and then it would go over to Brendan fourth. So it keeps doing this crisscross thing around the board uh, so that it's even that it's like our team goes once and then their team and then yeah. our team and then their team. And you go around the board placing out these discs, taking actions, all those ones I kind of explained. Um, and slowly all the the discs are start starting to get used and drop down to the bottom side where all the actions are being selected and each one of them is only being able to be taken up by one disc except for two where there's two in the middle of the board where there uh, you can put out unlimited discs onto putting out orders or unlimited discs onto kind of gaining guys to your hideout and putting some guys out onto the board yeah. but most of the actions are just once once it's claimed no one else can claim it for that round and so once all the discs have been uh, been See selected yeah. and all the actions have been taken, then you go to the second phase, which is where you kind of reveal... Carry out the orders. You, yeah, so a whole bunch of orders are going to be placed onto the board, and those orders are um, these... Uh, Little tokens. Token or... uh, tiles that you're yeah, going to place out onto the board. You're going to be placing these orders onto the board face down during the action kind of phase, and then you reveal them. And what's on the other side of those things is a whole array of things. Um, and this is where the meat of the game is going to come in, is all these different orders firing off in a certain um, uh, number of, uh, what am I saying? Initiative. Got, initiative. Yeah. Certain initiative. Thank you, Scott. You've got two, two different types of orders. So you've got the green orders, which are more like your defense uh, yeah, defensive kind of gaining orders. troops, sort of thing, and and putting out uh, what are they? Uh, and bulletproof vests, bulletproof so like vests. Defense. Yeah, and then the uh, just the other color they use is the brown, and that's going to be the attack, the attack orders. Yeah, generally. So you're going to reveal all these orders that have been put out there. Maybe there be a few, a bunch. It depends on how the 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 round went, and you're going to fire these off in a certain order. Yeah, the green ones, all the green numbered ones, go first from lowest. Um, Initiative. initiative to highest and then once all those are clear then you're going to do all the bombings and and beatings <laughs> uh ones and these all depend that uh, the strengths of these actions really depend on what you've done with your player board because as you've taken discs off of your player board you're going to increase the strength of most of your actions including or not just actions but your uh, your orders including by gaining new orders that you are able to um, as you've uncovered uh, discs, then you kind of release uh, new orders into your uh, into your house, and the the more you add, the the stronger they get. And you are going to do all sorts of things with these. 
The car bombings are hilarious, where you have cars. Again, from the awful. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have cars that you've added to the board, and when you if you reveal a car bombing and you're lower on the initiative, like Scott always is, he'll <laughs> drive a car over into your territory and blow up everybody that's in that territory, um, leaving your whole plan in that spot kind of gone. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. There's also... So funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Um... <laughs> And then there's kind of these shotgun um, icons that you use to go around doing uh, basically attacks on different areas. Moving into different territories. Yeah, because the bombings kind of clean, wipe out more often than not an entire area. Uh, Whereas the attacks is kind of putting some foot soldiers in there and they they have a shootout and you end up uh, losing a bunch of cubes each in those kind of battles. Is that funny as well? It is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing, uh, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about, so in the in the attacks, when you reveal an attack order and you go into someone's area, you're going to go in there and depending on how many skull icons are on your tile, as well as that you've uncovered on your board, if you've sent a car with them, that is, um, you're going to just eliminate an enemy cubes, right? I'm right, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. And then, don't ask so, me. I still don't get it. <laughs> a surprise attack element to the Yeah. And then once you've done that, you kind of have to choose a different direction that you want this fight to go. And this is where get, the game gets even stranger, where you can just choose to kill um, any two of, or two of your own cubes from the fight. And then just go one for one the rest of the way, just eliminating one for me, one for you, one for me, one for you, until there's only one house standing after this gun battle. Or you can take the, what do they call it? The finesse Finesse. way? Yeah, you can take the finesse way where you do a card game in the middle of this, which is so bizarre. Where where are my cards? Here they are. You're going to take, each each house has three cards. Um, And we all have the same three cards. And say it's me and Scott going into this battle, and I've, I've attacked him, which it, we just did just before recording this. This is kind of almost how the game ended. Um, we, uh, I go into that fight, and I decide I don't have enough troops to do the uh, like the blunt force version, so I want to go into the finesse version, and then we do this little card game. There's three cards. We each have all the ad- identical little cards. I get to choose to play one. You get to choose to play one. And depending on what card I play... Um, really makes a big difference in how this is going to go down because there's one that's kind of the turncoat card and then there's the coward card, which is, there's two different coward cards. The turncoat, if I play it successfully, I'm just going to basically turn one of your guys into one of my guys. It's kind of that simple. If I play one of the coward cards, then one of my guys would run away. And I don't want that. And the reason I would play that card is in hopes that you take it from me because that's the whole thing that goes on here. We each play a card down and then whoever's attacking... Face down, so you can't yeah, see face it. down. Whoever's attacking has the option to then take and use the card from his opponent. So <laughs> Or leave it. Or leave it. So I, you might be, Scott, thinking that I'm going to take your card. So you're going to want to put down one of the coward cards. Which means that when I take it and use it on my side, one of my guys is going to run away back to the uh, hideout. But you don't know if I'm going to take that card from you. And I don't know if you're going to use my card. Because after I've either decided to or declined to use your card, then you have the option to use mine. And depending on what I played, you don't know what you want to do there, right? So it's this huge, crazy mind game that goes on in this this part of the game that is so bizarrely weird. <laughs> but it works so well because it's just 
we don't know what each other are thinking and are we going to do the same thing that we did last time what cards are going to play is going to take my card this time i don't know and then we reveal them after whatever happened and maybe i took it maybe i didn't and whatever cards you have on your side i might end up with both cards on my side and you might end up with none and then depending on what those cards dictate kind of dictates how this battle is going to go yeah and depending on how many cubes you have there you might do a few of these card games in a row to, to determine how this battle for this this little bit chunk of land goes down i think you only do the cards once is that it yeah you oh mm -hmm. we, you we didn't get into this all that often but you only do the card game once and then it just goes to the one-to-one -one. oh then it goes yeah. oh is that what that well okay so there's this did that double one would that let be oh, that's why we did that's it twice, yes. because I did two actions. Okay, yeah. so so yeah, you're you're right. You only, in one battle, you do this once, and then it goes down to the one-to-one -one thing. But I had played a tile that allowed me to do two attacks, so we did the card game twice. But yeah, this little <laughs> crazy card game is the strangest thing that pops up in the middle of this game. So um, once, I'd say, yeah, after the card games, after you've done all the, the orders, then you look at the um, Mondamentis, yeah. Um, and so each Mondamenti, right, has three Mondamentos. Yep. And so whoever has, uh, you have to have at least two Mondamentos. Yep. But if you um, control, if you two, control of two of them, then for each section that you control two of, you're going to get to put out a disc for mm -hmm. that Mondamenti. Yeah, a big disc, which kind of sits just off, off the side the of the of the landmast, and it tells you that you, you now control that Mondamenti. Mondamento. And so then you have control. And then that's kind of how the uh, you determine the like who wins. So if one player controls five Mondamentos, Mondamentos. Yeah, one player from either team controls yeah, five. Then game over. Yeah. Or if both, like if two players on the same team control six. Yeah. So it's a constant give and take as you win and lose area in the game uh, whether your your discs come and go and if you if you gain a disc because you have now earned control of an area then you get we have these other tiles sitting off on the side of the board <laughs> and those tiles give you a bonus so for every um every little uh what did i go disc every disc that you have that shows that you control an area you get to choose one so one could be once per turn pay a lira to take three sol soldati into your headquarters yep. or you know you have a range of two when using a car bomb which is huge or you know they, they give you different bonuses however so you'll get to use that for the turn but if in the next turn you lose um you lose part of your yeah you lose control, control area. Yeah. then you have to take that disc off and you don't get to use that bonus anymore until you right. earn it back yeah so, yeah, you've gone through and you've done all your orders, sent out all your car bombings and, and had your shootouts and whatnot. Then, you, yeah, you check to see if uh, you control these areas. If you do, you put out your disc and you gain your bonus. And then you go on to the next round if no one has, has completed uh, a win condition. And what happens here is you actually drop down that card that we placed. Um, For your in, action selection? The action selection thing. Uh, it goes so the one that we covered up at the bottom is now going to slide up to the top with all the discs sitting on it and now that's where the discs are going to be sitting for the next round and you're going to put on a new card on the bottom for the one for round two down below it and now the discs are sitting wherever they're sitting on all these different columns and they're going to drop down from the top down to the bottom just like we did at the uh the start of the game but now the discs are kind of all in 
weird spots and maybe some have switched positions and and so forth but then as we've added the new card to the bottom it's going to have more um, actions available for the next round and uh, yeah they're not like crazy different but just kind of bigger better options um, for actions in the next round and then you, yeah you go through this whole scenario up to four times and if no one has got a win condition by the end of the fourth round then it's just whoever whatever team controls the most territory wins and i don't know did i miss much scott brendan no i think you did a great job of explaining a game where people can't actually <laughs> see what's in front of right? you because this is a, a tough game to teach when everybody's seated around the table let alone yes. uh, in an audio format so. yes. <laughs> good so that is kind of how it works um but yeah there's a lot going on for sure that you're gonna have to kind of uh figure out uh, when you play this because there's lots of iconography and stuff we're going to talk about that in a little bit here but so that being said that that's kind of how this game works let's revisit the theme does the theme lend well to this game scott brendan i think so um i think i mean i don't know that i felt like a drug lord but i certainly felt like i was uh mischievous teaming up with with brendan in this case yeah to you know, anytime you're sending in car bombers and and yeah. uh, it's and drive by shootings hilarious. and stuff, I mean, it's both hilarious but also thematic in a mafia yeah. type setting, right? Yes. Like, I think it uh, it lended well to that theme for sure. What do you think, Brendan? How about you? Did you feel like a, a drug lord? I feel like you. Uh... Yeah, I, I focus on money a lot, so <laughs> no, I, I definitely felt like having control of factories was my character. It felt like I could lend out money, and yeah. Uh, when I look at the the cover of the of the game, uh, <laughs> which has like a burning house and some happy people on a moped in a very pastoral sort of beautiful region, it it does feel like that. It does. Yep. Other than like the fact that this has cars and they're on mopeds, I like it's it. Yes, it feels like you're doing exactly what's happening on the cover. You're burning down houses and running away with your buddies. Yep. Yeah. It actually reminds me a lot of where I live. <laughs> <laughs> um, two nights ago, can I just tell no. a little story? Yeah. No. So, what? Two, these kids came to my house at 10.20 at night no. and threw peaches into my <laughs> into my my like middle windows of my house and then they threw them at my door and they stomped on the door and ran away. Disgruntled um, students of yours? Well, they yeah, actually they are because they have videos of it, the rest. But, but they didn't ride off in mopeds. They now have e-bikes. Oh, right. um, I'm sorry, but how much more Okanagan can you get right. than a drive-by peaching? Let's <laughs> pitch that guy. So I want to take my moped up the street, <laughs> find their house. No. Scott sitting on the back with a yeah. baseball bat. That's right. Just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, since we're talking about the cover, I think what's so neat about the cover of this game is the first time I saw it, just sitting on the shelf, probably at Meeple's, yeah. it, uh, I was like, oh, that's such a beautiful um, yeah. piece of art, right. let alone game. But uh, it looked very much along the lines of a viticulture and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then take a closer look, you're like, wait a second, that house is on fire. <laughs> wait, that guy on the moped has a baseball bat. Yeah. And then, oh, it's a mafia game. Okay, that checks out. But the art style in such a really neat kind of way yeah. is so Subtle, juxtaposed yeah. to the actual yeah. theme, yeah. which I think lended well as well to the theme where, you know, you have that first half of the game that's, you know, worker placement and 
you know, there's some blockage and stuff like that, but then you get into just the bloodbath of the yeah. order fulfillment <laughs> stage, and yeah. and yeah, it's it's quite good. It yeah. is so funny. That's, so yeah, the artwork. Let's just talk about that. The artwork for the yeah, we we can all agree we love the artwork on the on the box because it's yeah, it's very unassuming, and then it's diabolical <laughs> when you look a little closer. Hilarious. Yeah. You could say. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, that but, guy has a bat. But what about the yeah? What about the rest of the artwork? I think the board is really nice. It matches the cover yeah. as well. Like board, it's, yeah, matches it's very the similar. matches the box. I would say the artwork is great. The graphic design is not as great. Um, right. So the different differentiation there being, you know, the, the artwork of the box cover and of the board is very contemporary, very modern. Whereas the graphic design, the icons used, the um, just even the overall structure of of where different things are um, as far as icons go isn't nearly as intuitive as I think it could be. And, and I tricky. think like Henry, you were saying that, you know, there's still some of those actions that, that you were having troubles with. And I think a lot of yeah. that can be blamed on some of those icons and, and things like that. Like for instance, that shotgun, it's just yeah. literally a shotgun icon and the, the actual action you get to take is a move and attack. I have mm-hmm. asked that. I asked that so many times. Yeah. No, well, with good reason because yeah. I was still getting like even in our last game, I still asked about. I'm like, okay, so if I attack with the shotgun icon, I get plus one, and like, no, it's if you send a card with it. I'm like, oh right, like I still don't. Yeah. It was still like difficult to just to to memorize, yeah. you know, on yeah. how this stuff works. So. Yeah. So I think they took what is already a very, you know complex game from a just a not mechanical but like a there's a lot going on right yeah i think that just, mechanic is complex right like even very, just that action selection and then part, throw yeah. on a not as good icon set on top of that just adds yet another barrier mm-hmm. and even the way that the action selection with like those cards that slide up and down and you've got the columns you've got some actions that you can take below and then the powerful action above. Like there's just a lot I think that could have been done there to make that a lot more clear that would just make that teach that was a heck of a teach to go through could have been a lot clearer and a lot easier, I think. Yeah. And some of the, some of the icons are like, um, like just, yeah, I think that's the thing is some of the icons don't, aren't obvious to, in any shape or form, like the handshake, you're like, what do I do with the handshake again? Like, what is that? And it's like, oh, that's, that's like recruiting guys. Like, okay, right, recruiting. But like, it takes a while for you to, to figure out like what some of these things mean in, and then like, you'll get confused between like the picture of the guy, like, so with the picture of the guy recruiting or is it the handshake? Yeah. And it's like, oh no, the guy means he goes on the board, but if it's a, like, it's just like, so some of them were like similar in like, and tricky to, to, to remember. And, um, yeah, the yeah. Uh, the colors the colors worked right. Like if I knew I saw pink, I knew I was putting out a an, an order. order. If I saw the green, I knew that I was likely taking discs off of my board. If I saw the yellow, I knew I was going to get cash. You know that kind of thing. So the colors I think worked, um, but just yeah, the iconography was a, a little tricky. And man, was it it was a hard go. Like just teaching the uh, the game took me what like half hour, forty five minutes probably. You know, wager our first one. Because I didn't even know myself, right? Like, I knew what the, how the game worked, but it's like, man, we have to read through every one of these things because I don't remember what any of these yeah. even mean. One yeah. of the other things, I'll, you were talking about colors, is the order tiles. We have those brown tiles that are the attacky ones, and you've got the green 
um, ones that are you know your supplies and your defense. But then they also use green and then orange as the two different actions that are on those. So the yeah. first time we played, I think we were three quarters of the way through the game before I actually realized that the green was in reference to the background color behind the initiative yeah. yes. as far as what yeah. order these things triggered in yeah. versus just I was doing all of the green actions on those tiles, not the green initiative order. Right. Right. You know, so there's you know, just another example where there's there's lots of colors that you can use. Right. Yeah. It it could have been a lot more clear that here's the order that these things happen in, here's the green supply orders, here's the brown totally. attack orders. Yeah. Totally. I fully agree. That did get tricky because yeah, you didn't know what it was referencing. It was the color of the action itself or the the initiative and then what order do you do them in? like i don't know yeah because yeah, then if there's in green goes first well then you've got like say on the one i'm looking at you've got the orange car bomb and then after that you have a green plus two add uh, two people but it's like if you're supposed to do the green first do you do the, the rightmost side of the t the order first or the left there's so something i didn't even notice till just now with the, with yours in particular like you even have like our player colors on there so it's like it's a player greens tile yep. with a brown initiative with a green action and an orange action and an orange action <laughs> yeah. you know so it's like oh my goodness like that gets a little a little much where yeah. you could have had yeah different colors and and yeah player colors or, should never be used in as well as common colors right. in my opinion like yeah. i think that just needlessly um, confuses yeah. the look of the, of a game and and yeah like that's a great example where you've got yeah. the green player color the green initiative and the green, the green action. actions. And then an orange action. And, orange. and they're all slightly different greens, but yeah. <laughs> which one is which? And yeah. 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 So, okay. So, but, so artwork overall, like the actual artwork on the box, the, the on cards, the, board, like, the cards, like, yeah, the, yeah. um, the, like your house person uh, looked pretty nice. Um, iconography was kind of all over the place. Um, little, yeah. It, it, you can get there once you understand, like it takes a while for you to get there, but once you get there, you can get there, but it, it does not make things. It could have made the learn yeah. of the yeah. game a lot easier. Yeah. Like we have this, there's this one card here. <sighs> that's a, that's a that's, mess right there. That explains <laughs> like the car bomb, how to do the car bomb and how to do the, the, like, I don't even know what it would be fighting or yeah. like the yeah. move, move and fight. The shotgun action or the car bomb yeah. action. And I like still, still do not understand how this works it's but, not it's it's way simpler than it shows it's just a, it's a big kind yeah. of so thing. i had to have that explained every time i tried yeah but anyway but yeah that so some really great aspects of the artwork and some very i will will say we were saying on the board though then you've got the iconography of the player order like it's got those a are nice. great yeah. little um yeah. icon that shows little symbol yeah you know, this player is, say, like, looks like a bullseye, this circle, and that's, you seed out those players at the beginning, but then after this player, it goes straight down the board. And then on the uh, that side clear. of the board, it goes, it shows, it goes across. So it shows the player order, which is nice, so you don't get mixed up. Yep. Um, but yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so that's well, that's where we'll stand with that. As well. What do you think, Brennan? Yeah, I think if you're going to play this game once, the icons will be a lot to handle. Yes. Uh, once you start playing it two and three times, I think they did a good job. They kept the icons simple. Yeah, they did. And then visible. It's it's highly usable. It just could have really facilitated the teach. So it works. If you're playing this game three times, you can play it. Like it's Rewards two times. multiple playthroughs. Oh, to, for sure. And you'll sure want to. But for we'll, sure. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, that's artwork and icons and so forth. And how about components the components? Nice. What yeah. do you think? What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I mean, 
It's a lot of wood. I always like yeah. uh, wooden components. We've apparently this is a theme for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like wooden components too, Scott. I think for me, if if they were plastic, um, like even just minis, I think it would make an already chaotic oh, board yeah, even yes. harder to manage. Yeah. Whereas at least the cubes are consistent and and whatnot yeah. and fairly easy to read. I think we started putting the cube on top of the the meth labs. Uh, yeah. just to, represent who owns that particular that uh, really meth lab well. and it would be nice to have seen some kind of spot for those to sit in there just yeah. to, mm-hmm. uh, to make it a little more obvious in that sense because yeah. i did feel that some of those regions were a little bit small especially when brendan yep. brings in half of the population okay. of italy <laughs> that you know they're starting to spill out into different yeah different regions that surround it because once you get two or three meth labs there's not very many room for no. cars so and maybe other do we things. think the board should have been a bit bigger? Um I like the size of the board. Like you guys have a huge table here, so there's lots of room, but yeah. I feel like on my table it'd be nice yeah. to be this size. This size. Yeah. Um I guess it only because it expanded the um the map a little a bit. There's a little bigger. bit more there's room a lot that, of water. There's a little bit more room around yeah, the map that they could have used, maybe, but uh, uh tightened it up a little bit to add just an extra inch. Like or I had something. thought to um like dwellings of Eldervale where they have the little houses mm-hmm. that they put on top of the, the meeples. Yep. Putting something like that with your different colors yeah, that, put yeah. on there. But then Scott had that idea of putting the cubes on, which worked really well because I found it That worked really the, well. It, I, that's obviously not what was designed to do but it worked yeah, really well the cube sits on top and the if little... you don't have them on there i found it really hard to see which ones which belong because there are to there which... are a number of actions that you know you get a dollar for each yeah. of your factories and it's like well is that one mine that no that yeah. one's that right because they're if they're sitting right on the border you and know, if yeah right. as you're grabbing pieces out because they just got murdered in a yeah. car bombing you're going to accidentally bump a factory is like well that one's sitting right on the middle now yeah, was, was it that? part of this one and right. yeah. yeah so yeah something that would have well i mean we made it work yes um but something that was specific for that would have really uh, yeah. helped for sure but quality wise i think yeah, you know, yeah components sure. are the all discs are nice the yeah. dual player boards are the nice. few cards that are in the game are are good yeah. um you know regular punch board money yeah. Um, the tiles yeah. themselves, no complaints. Nice yeah. in the dual layer player boards, which is nice. Yep. Yeah. So and the size, like even cylinders for actions, like those cylinders are the right size. They're not too yeah. skinny. They're easy to grab. They're easy mm-hmm. to to see. I like using the wooden components for the the, the small little uh, your units or solidarity or peoples or armies, um, just because it is an awful game, like yeah. an awful theme. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to be to, to have that generic. Abstract um, a little bit, that, a little bit more, yes, rather sure. than like having people running. A I don't think this and... needs minis in any no, sort of way. Not at all. Nope. Um, cubes, yeah. eliminating cubes. It removes is, uh, one level, yeah. right, yep. from yep. the game. So like, definitely, yeah, I think it just makes it, uh, yeah, more seamless or, or just more straightforward to just handle well. Good yeah, point. I agree. I like that. Okay, um, what about the rule book? You did that. Oh right, so, so yeah. that's just on. Oh right, so that's me. The rule book <laughs> is ridiculous. It's just a novel of stuff. It's so much to read because there's so much going on here. So I, the rule book I only really used as a reference. I used it for the setup, but then like learning the actual game, I had to watch a video. I watched um, heavy cardboard. Yeah, I think it was heavy cardboard. There's not many out there, so it was like really limited. On I had to kind of go between their video and then the the rule books. The rule book was a tall order. 
Um, and you can imagine why just, but if you actually saw the rule book, it's like 20 pages of just pure text. Um, so <laughs> it, it made was, sense though. It was just like, a it made sense, you could use it as a reference. but it was just, it's too much to remember. Yeah. As I was reading through it, it was, I'd already forgotten stuff from a page prior. Right. So <laughs> it was like, it planning was phase one, yeah, two, three, tons, tons, like tons, four tons. pages of planning phase. Yeah. And it's just small little text. So the rule book, I mean, I guess they did the best they could, I guess. I, I don't know. But I honestly just more just used it for a reference and watched the video and kind of understood how the yeah. how the game played. So, I don't know. Rule book, meh. <laughs> I didn't mind, because I didn't teach it. This is not for the teaching of the game. I didn't mind. Pass me the rule book. Let me just see if I sure. can find this. I thought the layout the for layout well. and when you found it, you, like it had a paragraph of text, but it was it was clearly said was in to, several that's several times. But there's so much. There's just so too much to that's go back after you've learned it and look something up. Yes, it seemed it logical for sure, right? But to learn it, yep. but thank learning, you, Rob. Was yeah. Good lord, it was a tall order. <laughs> so rule book, yeah, fine, but for the teach, my goodness, uh, it was tough. Um, okay, so then we can just talk about. Uh, whether or not we recommend this game, and if so, who for? So what do you think, Scott? Uh, I think it's a game that I would recommend everybody try. It is not going to be a game for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's got a lot that could kind of tickle a fancy of a Euro-centric gamer. Uh, you've got the little bit of worker placement. You've got not resource conversion by any stretch, but you've got some of that, um, you know, amassing money so that you can do better things, different things, trying to make things more efficient. Um, meanwhile, obviously, it's area control, so you're going to get a lot of that Ameritrashy side of it mm-hmm. in there as well. Um, I think it's it's a fantastic experience. It, you <laughs> know, it just in, in the pure chaos of it all, win or lose, I think you're going to have fun because it's hilarious to send a car bomb <laughs> and <laughs> wipe out a region, right? Like, just in the, the context of this game you will have fun just meddling with each other's stuff and putting yeah. those orders out and because you've got that pre-programming element to it but then when you get to the order resolution phase you flip all of the orders up so you can see what everybody else is going to get to do and when mm-hmm. so there was a number of times in our two plays where i had a plan going into that orders phase but once we reveal all those tiles like well i'm gonna have to stop that from happening so now i've got to throw that plan away so it was pre pre-programming with the ability to pivot yeah which i thought was really good because a lot of the times it's like well i was trying to do that and that opportunity is just gone so i'll do nothing instead i'll alter that to say there's pre-planning with the potential to pivot. Sure, yes. <laughs> because if, if you get weak, wiped off the board, then yes, that's... Off the and you get wiped off the board before yeah. you get a chance to pivot, yeah. takes that away. Including all your orders and everything. Yeah. Your yeah. whole plan, yeah, yeah. Their plan might be different, but then your plan is just gone. So, um, okay, so anything else you want to add about that? Nope. What play do you it. think, Brendan? Oh, okay. nope, just play it. Okay, play it. All right, Brendan, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think you have to have a group where you have four people that are ready to play this. I don't think this fits for uh, lower player accounts. No, no it's, it's four only. It's, right? Four only, so yeah. you, you need that. Um, you need uh, to have a time where people are willing to spend two hours uh, at least. Yeah. You oh, know? for sure. Uh, so those, those are the factors for that. Um, and you have to have people who are okay with interaction. 
Um, because if you're going to be sad or upset or, or <laughs> yeah. losing things, no. this, yeah. the, you know, area control probably isn't for you, but this one with the reveals and the timing and the, I took these or it really can have some mean or beautiful, um, <laughs> moments. And if, if, if you're not that type of person, you shouldn't play it yeah it could be mean and beautiful whereas, yeah. whereas i i really love that dynamic I'm, I'm not typically area control yeah but yet i probably am like i, I enjoy it so but I, yeah. I like interaction you know i think just to add to that because it's a team game i think it brings up some interesting things where even if you get wiped out in an area your team hasn't necessarily yep. suffered that so you're still you yeah. still have you know, it's not all on you. Exactly. You've still yeah. got skin in the game. I think given the starting layout, you're always going to be kind of... Um, it's not like I was always going up against Rob or always against no. Marie, no, no, no. even though it's only the two of you on the opposing team. Yeah. Just the, the layout of the board and that predefined uh, setup, I was incentivized to go towards both. The more you get take over areas, you're getting thinned out a little bit, so it you know, it does have some things built into just the nature of the game that, that help with some of those feel bad moments. But yeah, definitely if, if, if you're the type that is going to get upset about yeah. those sorts of things, whereas I think for the most part, the four of us is just, we kind of enjoy seeing what a game can do as opposed yeah. to being like, oh, well, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing now because that was no fun. Yeah. So I yeah. think you have to cut, approach it with that attitude I, for sure. I think for sure the, uh, and that's where for me, I enjoy the game. I haven't figured it out yet. I think I definitely still yeah. need yeah. more plays to actually get the workings going in my brain. And I'm good with that. Like the I we our first game, I was like totally annihilated. Like yeah. so annihilated. And then the, I I think I did better in our next game. In our second game, yeah, I have I have a lot more cubes left on the board than I did yeah. after the first one. And, but I still haven't unlocked it yet. And that's just my brain with this type of game. I, I did enjoy this and, but I, I agree with what you said, Brendan, you need to have people who can sit and sit with the timing of it. Cause it does take a long time, especially that first one where you're learning yeah. the teach and then, um, yeah. and then to get that second play and to actually know, okay, I got, I got, I've got the iconography somewhat, <laughs> not all of it, but, um, yeah, if the theme's gonna throw you off at all, maybe not for you. Uh, I have some people, right? It, it would be. Like, well, you imagine your family. They didn't use the names. Imagine you came from the family, <laughs> right? <laughs> so so you might really enjoy this, or maybe not. Yeah. Or if you've been. That's not how. If it you've had any interacting with yeah. this sort of stuff. Yes. Okay, so maybe that's another factor. Yeah. But... Maybe not, but yeah. And it's not a light game by no, any stretch, no. right? Like, this is medium-heavy at its lightest, I would say. Yeah. So, it, you know, I, I'd put this well into a heavy category. So, I mean, that's going to determine it for some people as well. You know, it's not a game that you're just going to pull out at any games group and no. and whatnot, no, right? It's no. it's a game that, yeah, you need to have everybody on board ahead of time yeah. so that uh, you know that everybody's actually going to enjoy it. Yeah, we had to plan this, you know, we had to plan this, a certain game, a certain day with certain people uh, to play through yeah. through it, get through a game, and then immediately book another day to be like, okay, we need to play this again yeah. to get the full experience, right? Um, and they, they say, um, just jumping to another side, they say 16 plus 
on the yeah, I think it's on yeah. the box and then on BGG the community says 14 plus and I, I would right. say that's about right you, yep. this you wouldn't it would be too hard for younger kids and I think just theme wise too but yeah, because yes. their video games definitely don't do anything. No, violent. not at all. <laughs> no. Not at all. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I agree with all of you. I think you nailed it, um, that this is a heavy, like a medium heavy game, like you said, at its lightest. Uh, a lot heavier than I anticipated. A lot more tricky and like a lot more unique, weird things going on that I would not have expected with this. The, the whole a uh, action selection yeah. was a was something else and then this little card game for the fighting thing in the middle really weird but a lot of it just worked really well once we yep. kind of yeah. got there um it, it works and uh, i definitely did like the two like hmm. how it was on a team right? yes yeah. it, you definitely did feel even even when you're like getting down to the bare bones you still have some bare bones of another player yeah. there be, too. <laughs> you know i'm just thinking about it i'd be and, curious to know what this would be like if we changed the rules and made it a four-player game and then you just change the amount of areas that you needed to I don't win. think I'd like it as much. I don't know. I think I was thinking about that too. I, I like that it's a four-player only. One, because not many games do that. Like that, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a tough sell to have a set player count. But I agree. I think, I think it would lose a lot if you weren't able to work as a team. You know, yeah. the way that you sit... Yeah as a team on the same side of the table where you've got those player shields up, but you're allowed to look at mm-hmm. your teammates, how much money they have, but that's yeah. hidden to the other team. You can look at what orders that your teammate has put out onto yeah. the board and start to work together. I don't know if you guys noticed, and I think but we, Brent and I were texting yeah. each other yeah. <laughs> what we wanted to do. And like, that's such a unique yeah. element yeah. to the and game. I think we needed to lean more into that. Sure. We were, sure. yeah. That you, you just don't get that type of, there's other team games but you don't get that kind of teamwork yes I agree. in a game sure. which is one of the things that i actually quite enjoyed about this yeah. above other area control games yeah it's unique right yeah this is a unique one unique uh team play action selection is really bizarre weird little card game when you're fighting <laughs> um, i almost wish that card game was a little more prevalent i wish it was you too. Know, our strengths for a lot of the attacks made it so that we wouldn't even get to that part no, of the attacks. You're right, you're right. And it's just such a it's quirky hilarious. little goofy mind game that you have to play. I wish that yeah. Love it. I, I yeah. fully yeah. agree. It would be nice to make I think making car bombings more difficult to pull off might make this better. Yes. Where there's less of that more of the foot soldiers fighting in the streets and then the little card game going on. And then like, if you were able to get to a car bombing, like that's a big deal. Yeah. Whereas in this one, it was just like bomb, 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 bomb. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's a interesting thought. Even to house rule that you do attack that way for a while just because like I didn't do it because it just it was, it was scary. It was unknown. Yeah. <laughs> like actually, yeah, there's, yeah, you're right, there's plenty you know? of times that, in this game that the tension was which i love was there yeah. and i'm always afraid that someone's going to flip something on a reveal but to force you to play those cards a couple times yeah wouldn't be the worst house um, ruling just yeah. to make that just the to only way. to get the the comfort level up to it um and then offer the choice cuz it it's a really cool system it is yeah. so you know, that actually reminded me one of the things i meant to say earlier was talking about the theme one of the things that I thought brought out the theme the most was that feeling of, 
oh, Rob just put a, an order in the region beside mine. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? And you get that right. yeah. that paranoid start kind of tension going. Right. And then you get to the orders phase of like, oh, he was just, you know, getting yeah. money off of that or like yeah. right. it turned out to be nothing or sometimes it turned out to be everything. And um, yeah, that sense of tension mm-hmm. with paranoia yeah. just added to the theme. For sure. <laughs> that's, that's totally right. I, yeah. So I, don't know, I think we can probably all agree that we liked it. Um, for sure. And that, but it's definitely not for everyone. Nope. Um, yeah. You got to love area control and you got to like a heavier <laughs> area control game with some unique mechanics think- that you're going to have to figure out i think you have to appreciate area control because again i think having the team that make it takes the area control a little bit makes it a little less harsh right because yeah. you've got two people kind mm-hmm. of in there but yeah yeah would you be scared to play this with kurt oh, this no would be, gosh no what would he do to this you would be, uh, he'd, be, oh, he'd be like awful to play against in this game for sure yep for sure in a great way yeah in a yes. great way it, yes but it would be yeah. And the stories that would get told in that game. I know. <laughs> All the stories. Yeah, nobody role plays like he does. Okay, well. well imagine that. Or throw Aaron in there. Just yeah. Imagine oh. what you say to each other when, when like, someone does that to you. Like, the words oh, that he spoke. That would be, uh, that'd be a whole different game then. Right. Yeah, because you have to be okay with being backstabbed. Trash-talked. And, 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 yeah. and, like, yeah. just, you know, like, you have to be okay with being... Your, your, your plan just going completely, completely awry, out the window. Right? So, yeah. so if they threw this into a six-player game, <laughs> right? then then you could have families with families going to game. Like, yeah. That would be a little bit more deterministic. Probably not. That would be a schmozzle. I'd play it. I'd yeah. play it. Well, because then you'd have like the, yeah, the changing alliances. But you could just like... eliminate... like You could eliminate families. It would become this game eventually. Be like, nope, sorry, you two yeah. are now gone. Yeah. <laughs> but what about still... The... What about the idea of like Brendan turn coding you and joining us? Yeah. Or something like that, right? Where like you are dominating, right? And then, but he hasn't, maybe he got wiped off the board. Just have another level of paranoia. Right? Now he wants to jump on board with us. I don't know, something like that. Papa Sugar Daddy, don't do it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Good game. Yeah. Liked it, but certainly not for everyone. But thumbs up for me anyway. Yeah. Yep. I like Um, it too. Yeah. Well, I think we'll call that an episode then. Um, Thank you, boys. Yeah, thanks for, for coming on, guys. Uh, first off, ad- agreeing to play the game with us twice on very specific uh, days and times and uh, dealing with uh, a, f- a fairly rough teach. And, uh, and then, yeah, agreeing to come on here and chat about it. It's I mean, been awesome. We won both times, so I think you talked really well. <laughs> and you supplied pretzels. Oh, uh, that's true, too. Yeah, you got some, some cheesy pretzels. But yeah, thanks again for coming. Uh, this is awesome. We'll have you guys on again for sure. Um, yeah, it took way too long to get to this point. But, uh, yeah, let's call that an episode. So, um, you can find us on Twitter, or X app now, called uh, at Meeple Dungeon. Uh, our YouTube is The Meeple Dungeon, and uh, you can contact us at Dungeon at gmail.com. So, we're going to run, and we'll see you next week. Cheers! Have a great day, everyone! Bye-bye! Bye there, Gene.